0: Welcome to Thoughts in the Market. I'm Andrew Sheets, Chief Cross-Asset Strategist for Morgan Stanley Research.
1: And I'm Vishy Tirupato, Director of Fixed Income Research at Stanley.
0: And today on the podcast, we'll be discussing the outlook for US bond markets. It's Tuesday, June 28th at 9 a.m. in San Francisco. A note to our listeners, Vishy and I are recording this while we're on the road talking to clients. So if the audio quality sounds a little bit different, we hope you'll bear with us. So, Vishy, this has been a historically volatile start to the year for U.S. fixed income. We've seen some of the largest bond market losses in 40 years. Before we get into our views going forward, maybe just give a little bit of perspective about how you see this year so far and what's been driving the market.
1: Andrew, what's been driving the market is the significant and substantial change in the monetary policy expectations, not only in the U.S., But also across most developed market economies. That means we started the year with the target Fed funds rate around close to 0%, and we have now ratcheted up quite significantly, and markets are already pricing in a further substantial increase in the Fed funds rate going forward. All this has meant that the duration-sensitive parts of the bond market have taken it on the chin.
0: So Vishy, that's interesting, because we might be seeing kind of a transition of the market narrative as we head in the second half. What do you think the bond market, especially the treasury market, is currently pricing in terms of Fed expectations? And do you think the bond market is priced for a recession?
1: I think bond market is sending some signals here. So the bond market is pricing that the Fed will continue to combat high inflation by being aggressively front-loaded interest rate hikes. So this front-loading of the interest rate hikes means the front end of the treasury curve perhaps has somewhere to go, and we expect at the end of the year, the two-year treasury will be at 4%. But on the other hand, the 10-year treasury, we expect the year at 350. That means the market is already beginning to become concerned about how growth and growth prospects for the U.S. economy will work out in the next 6 to 12 months. So by all measures we can look at, the probability of a recession has significantly increased. That is what is being priced in the market at this point.
0: You know, I think it's safe to say that the dominant story, right, to start the year has been these upside surprises to inflation and then central banks, including the Fed, racing to catch up to those upside inflation surprises. And yet, it's really interesting the way that Chair Powell and the Fed are now describing the way they're going to react to inflation is to say that we will effectively keep tightening policy as long as inflation surprises to the upside but isn't the fed using a tool that works with a lag
1: that is absolutely correct andrew what the withdrawal of policy accommodation that the fed is accomplishing through these front loaded hikes is tightening of financial conditions we have begun to see some effect of this tightening of financial conditions on economic growth already but in reality The long experience suggests that these effects will be lagged anyway, between 6 to 18 months. So this is what our economists are thinking. Given this front-loaded hiking path, we think the Fed will stop hiking towards the end of this year in December and will watch for how these tighter financial conditions will restrain aggregate demand and slow the U.S. economy over the course of next 6, 12, 18 months.
0: So Vishy, I'd like to move next into what all this means for our fixed income recommendations and to run through the major sectors of that market. So let's start with treasuries. What do you see as our key views in the treasury market? And where do you think we might differ the most from what's currently in market pricing?
1: I think we are still neutral in taking duration risk at this point. I expect that in the not so distant future, we would become constructive on taking interest rate risk through the treasury market. So Our expectation is that a year from now, so second quarter of next year, 10-year Treasury will be at 305.
0: And Vichy, you know, we're in this environment where inflation is high, and usually high inflation is bad for bonds, but growth is slowing, which is good for bonds. So, you know, given that push and pull, how do we think Treasuries come out of that?
1: I think Treasuries will come out pretty well out of this. Why I say that is that the bulk of the pain from aggressive monetary policy has already been felt and taken in the market. So going forward, our expectation is not for incrementally more aggressive policy paths to be priced, but actually something that is more or less in line with already what is priced in the market.
0: Vishy, the next market I want to ask you about is the mortgage market. This is another huge part of the aggregate bond index. How do we think mortgages perform? Do we think they perform better or worse than the treasury segment?
1: So the mortgage market is interesting. We started the year with the the generic mortgage rate around 3%. It had gone up almost to 6%, more or less doubled over the course of the last six months or so. So embedded in the mortgage market is a mortgage spread that around 130 basis points of nominal mortgage spread is nearly at an all-time high. And we think that that means a lot of this expectation coming out of higher rates, a slowing of the housing market is already well-priced into the mortgage market. So my expectation is that going forward, the mortgage market will outperform the treasury market over the course of next 6 to 12 months.
0: And Vishy, you know, we talked about treasuries and we talked about mortgages, and I, I probably you know can't ask you about those markets without also asking about quantitative tightening, the fact that the Fed has been big buyers, of both treasuries and mortgage bonds, and the Fed is going to stop doing that and is going to let its holdings of those securities roll off. So how important is that to the outlook for these markets? And is that quantitative tightening already in the price?
1: So two things on this. There is... Something called a stock effect and a flow effect. We think the stock effect component of the quantitative tightening, both in the context of treasuries and in the context of MBS, is mostly priced in. The flow effect will begin to manifest itself as the quantitative tightening actually begins to happen. And we see this portfolio rebalancing channel to actually materialize. All that means is that the portfolio managers that have been underweight mortgages and overweight credit, we think that would change in favor of mortgages going from underweight towards neutral and credit going from overweight towards neutral.
0: So the last market I want to ask you about was the credit market, which is, I think, especially relevant given we've seen more market discussion of the risk to growth, the probability of a recession, the potential that defaults usually pick up during periods of weak economic growth. How do you see the outlook for corporate bonds fitting into this picture?
1: So if you look at the corporate bond market, the good thing here is that compared to other points at the beginning of a rate hiking cycle, the fundamentals of corporate bond market are in really good shape. You can see that in terms of leverage, interest coverage, as well as cash and balance sheet metrics. So that's a good thing. The second thing is that financing needs of many of these companies is not as imposing as would otherwise be the case. Take the high yield market high yield market and the leveraged loan market together are about 3 trillion outstanding market only 10% of this is due for refinancing over the course of this year 2022 2023 and 2024 that means the wall of maturities being an imposing challenge for the credit markets is that much manageable but that said there is one segment of the market that is more vulnerable to higher interest rates and that is the Leverage loan market, which is a floating rate funding market. So we expect this market will see its cost of financing increase as interest rates start to get ratcheted up. But the one point I, I want to make here is that in terms of expectations of default rates, we won't see a dramatic spike in default rates the way we have seen in the past recessions. So compared to 2008-2009 recession, the post-COVID recession, early 2000s recession, in all of those instances, when we had an economic slowdown and a recession, we saw a spike in corporate default rates. Because of the starting point of fundamentally is so much better this time, our expectation is that we will not see dramatic spikes in default rates in the credit market.
0: Vishy, thanks for taking the time to talk.
1: Always a pleasure to talk to you, Andrew.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoy Thoughts of the Market, please take a moment to rate and review us on the Apple Podcasts app. It helps more people find the show.
1: The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.